everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone. We are here for a very special episode covering the newest, greatest film of the year, in my opinion. Uh, Scream 6. Six cream seven. (laughs) (laughs) And we are joined by some special guests this time. We've got, of course, our. Actually, I say everyone's going to be surprised by this, but they're not. It's our usual scream crew. We got Josh and Jamie, (laughs) J and J. (laughs) Yeah, we are J and J. All right. Yeah. (laughs) We're we're on it. I love it. To JJ Mm -hmm. Factory, please. (laughs) J&J Music Factory, pump up the jam. Double J Productions. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I gotta stop showing my age. <laughs> I went to the same space, Jamie. It's okay. Before we, we're gonna say something, Troy. No, I was reading. Sorry, that was my. I'm. Oh, okay. It was the way you did your hand. You were like, I, and so we both went. I I forgot because normally Saturday Monday do nothing, so I did hit my pin a couple times when I woke up, and so like just ignore me. I'm just, I'm here. Okay. I love how we came into this ready to have a great time. We're all such professionals here. <laughs> We're all like everybody fucked up. <laughs> What's sad is that like I'm doing you know I'm doing 75 hearts like I'm not drinking so like this is just ginger ale but like. He didn't say no edibles on 75 Listen, The edibles I got in Texas are fucking me up. That's a different conversation, though. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, we'll have, to, <laughs> gonna say, we'll, have to, we'll have to keep that only for patrons. But anyways, yes, continue. Yes. Continue, Trin. All right. But before we get into Scream 6, let's get caught up with Josh and Jamie. Um, let's start with Josh. Josh, what you been watching? What you been watching? Okay, so... Um, I, I watched Swarm the other day. Um, yes. Swarm blew my mind. Me I thought it was too. amazing. I watched it all in one sitting. And I was talking to some cast members uh, yesterday from my show because they were watching it too. And a couple of them were talking about how it gave them anxiety. They they loved the show, but how it was anxiety-inducing. And they were like, don't watch it, Stone. Don't watch it, Stone. And I was like, no, watch it, Stone, because it was great. It was, <laughs> it was so cool. I was into it. Um, some things kind of like mess with my head a little bit when I was watching it. There was definitely some questions that I had, definitely some thoughts that I had, but I really, really liked it. So I like Swarm a lot. Um, I just finished my second rewatch all the way through of The Sopranos because The Sopranos is my favorite show of all time. Mm. And I have only ever watched it one time Same. before. Okay. Um, so that was thrilling because it was like, I already want to rewatch it and go all the way again. Um, other than that, watching a lot of like competition reality shows, RuPaul's Drag Race is a big one. Um, I have to, I didn't watch last night's episode, so I'm avoiding spoilers Same. like the plague. So I have to watch that after this recording Same. and I'll see what's going on with that. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. Cool. Uh, so let's talk about your show that yeah. you're in. So you're currently, while recording, mm-hmm. you're in I a am. show. So tell the audience. Yeah, so the show is called The Kelly Girls. It's at the Factory Theater in Chicago, Illinois. So if you are around Chicago or, you know, just want to make a special trip up, we have two weekends left. We close on April 1st. Um, The show is about two women in Ireland who joined the IRA during the wars in Ireland in the 70s um, and kind of tracks them from the 70s up until they're um, uh, 50s or 60 years old when they admit to doing the war crimes that they did. Um, 
it's it's an interesting play. It's super fast paced, a lot of fun. There's a bunch of action stuff that happens on stage, and it's it's very ensemble based. So the crew is really really cool to work with. But yeah, come check it out if you can. Awesome, that's so exciting. Um, what do uh, you have any other projects? Uh, not so far. Right now, I think I'm just going to take a little bit of a break, enjoy the summer. I've I've hit eight years in Chicago. Uh, September third will be my yeah. eight year, and uh, I realized that I've never really had a full on to myself Chicago summer. Um, yeah, something. So I'm really going to try to take the summer and the spring just like for myself and just live and vibe and have a good time. Yes. 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 Well, hey, it's awesome that you've been just booked and busy this whole time. But hey, it's also good to take time and re-energize and reinvest in yourself. I'm going to so. visit and fuck it up. No, do it. Greg's going to come over. We're just going to be messed up. There's an Alamo draft here. There's a draft house here yeah, now in is. Chicago. So, like, yes. we will. We'll when I saw that announcement, I was like, good thing Josh got a cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried to <laughs> We live at the draft house. Love now. it. Love it. That's how it's. We, we need one. We don't have one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jamie, what you been watching? So actually just this morning, I watched the final episode of The Last of Us. And I know, I, you know, as, as an actor, I just deeply respect their performances. They were so honest and such a extreme version of the world. But, you know, seeing this show post peak of the pandemic really did a number on my feelings. <laughs> I was like... Uh, yep, this is exactly how it would go, or worse. I think it would go much worse. I don't think we'd have the QZs and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, kudos to everybody all around. Um, I just, I think Bella is incredible. She's such a good little actress. I say little. She's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Full on adult. I love her. Yeah, I just love her so much. I think she's brilliant. Um, especially uh, episode number seven. The mall, whichever one's the mall. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that's uh, that's what I just finished. And then non-horror-wise, um, I am that person that as soon as I can get my hands on the newest episode of Abbott Elementary, I watch it. <laughs> I love Abbott so much. And then tonight is the start of the final season of Succession. I am a Succession girly. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Sheree and I, I convinced Sheree to start it over, gosh, that was like a couple weeks ago now, but I was like, yeah, you'll like it. I think it'll be up your alley. And she got to episode three and was like, what are these assholes you've gotten me into? <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I plan on starting a lot. I have not started Last of Us yet, but I'm starting it today. And then when I'm finished I'm just, that, I got to do Swarm. Yeah. So. yeah, I'm just so, be- I was so behind because of, of everything that I'm, you know, trying to juggle. So anyways, I'm glad I'm caught up now. Um, and when uh, when we've all watched Swarm, we'll have to get back together and yeah. convene yeah. our thoughts on it. Yes. No. Yeah, I've heard it's very thought provoking. Yeah. I mean. And some, and some penis up in there too, so. Yeah, that too. I was like, <laughs> There's a lot of it too. It's not just like a little hint. There's actually a lot yes. of it. It's a good time. <laughs> I'm here for this penis <laughs> renaissance right now. Revolution. Years. Um, yes. Swarm, you have Euphoria penis that songs. came in with an agenda. Oh, yeah. Um, you, 
We've had so many shows that heard me yelling for a pair of braces on see a pair of testes. And you know what? Yes. They're like, we hear this bitch. Say less. And I was like, damn, okay. Okay. <laughs> We're going to give her anything. Well, we might as well give her the bean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> for, some, for some very surprising sources, too. I was like, good sir. Um, are you legal, Mr. Culkin? <laughs> I, listen. I was like, what? Is he? Yes. Yes, he is. Like when he, there's that specific scene where he's up against the window, Sheree, in the, in the first season. It's like episode two, I think, or it might even be one. But you, I mean, that's like his character in a nutshell. And you're like, oh my God. Wait. I'm just going to say it. I don't know why Succession has me hooked on him because I was never about him before. I was never like the Kokens could get it. But now I'm like, you know what? That Koken could get it. And I need to unpack that for myself. And- it's <laughs> it's uh we'll we'll have to have again another side podcast about succession because it's the puppy dog um i would do anything for you when he's actually attracted to the woman instead of the i don't want to spoil too much but have you seen it, John? Um, i only started watching the first season a few days ago because i, I, I want to catch yeah, up to the end of it i'm like anything. hooked on the first season so far i love and hate everybody it's, i can't wait to see what's going to happen um people annoy me and i want to bash their heads again it's also this thing where i'm just like oh my god rich people what else listen and yeah. it is all and fake it is all to, ridiculous right? and i just cannot wait to finish what this is I was not surprised it was a British writer because I, you know how right. I live for the dry British humor mm-hmm. um, and it's so dark and twisty. I'm like, I'm not surprised by that. That makes sense. Also, listen, it's my new favorite show and I'm sad I put it off for so long because I was like, it's going to be White Lotus with rich people in offices, right? But it's not. It's so good. It's no, so it's good. good. Yeah, it only took two years of me like live tweeting <laughs> Sunday nights for sure. It'd be like, hey, do you think I would like this? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. Oh, but seriously, I'm excited. I'm sad it's the last season because I thought we were going to get at least one more out of the team. But, you know, uh, he's old. Uh, the guy that plays the dad, I mean, <laughs> the guy that plays the dad, Brian Cox. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of done after this. I would be. He's, also, like any he's also so done with Jeremy Strong right now. Yes. He hates Jeremy <laughs> Strong, which makes me love Jeremy Strong even more. <laughs> something to be said for when our favorite whiter actors hit 70 we just let them gracefully disappear mm-hmm. because the longer they're around yeah. after that the more they say because i so many receipts from so many people that were invited to the cookout and now we're like you can't come to the cookout also why didn't you just stop two years ago just do i it. know and he's he's one of them like he's never said anything i think overtly you know to my knowledge but he's just done with jeremy strong because jeremy strong is mm-hmm. so earnest and that profile that he did it was a gq yeah. the profile was in it might have been in here yeah he's a, he's a method <laughs> i'm just like yeah and i'm like i get it he's a method actor but y'all gotta stop letting these reporters stay with y'all for like two or three days like i thought we learned our lesson with chris evans back in 2012. <laughs> but he just like held that he basically held that gq writer hostage on a date um i mean worst places to be am i right but I want that assignment. Oh, no. If Mary Beth is listening, I want to go hang out <laughs> <laughs> with hot actors for three days. Oh. Right, right. Next season of The Last of Us, right? Listen, yeah. me and Daddy Pascal are going to talk. Um. <laughs> if I can just touch The Last of Us real quick. Sheree's played the first yes. game. Jamie, have you played the games? I've not, but I've watched a ton mm. of walkthroughs because I was trying to teach myself how to play it. <laughs> Do you know, Trent, have you played the games? So I, I don't know if you know the story to the second game. Um, I keep telling Charade, the second game does something with its um, storytelling that mm-hmm. yeah. just I cannot wait for you to play this game. It is 
It is so okay, good. don't spoil anything. I've heard about the second game, and I've heard a lot of my friends yeah. love the second game even more than yeah, the first it's, game. And it's, they love the it's, first it's, game. It's, it is probably the best game I've ever played. It is It is really good. Amazing. I'm hype. It's gorgeous. And did the second game like piss off a bunch of straight people or something? That's straight anything fun. Then? Yeah, anything fun. I, I, yeah. I, I <laughs> include about weird characters. Wait till the rest of this episode. Mad people get mad. <laughs> Right? Yeah. That's how you know it's quality. Because yeah. all of them are just like, how dare you? And it's like, oh, this must be the good shit. Let me run over there. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, Jamie, right. how's Buddy Broads going? Oh, uh, we're doing great. Uh, we have lots of exciting guests coming up. We just had a bunch of other podcast friends join us for the last couple of months. And yeah, we're rocking and rolling from here. Um, on the Patreon, we are upping it to at least one bonus episode every other week we'll see how that goes with me being out of the country this summer but uh we're like stockpiling episodes for y'all so i'm excited we have lots of good surprise guests coming Ooh, exciting while we're parked on our favorite glitter burrito slasher sundays are coming back y'all so if you liked watching they are with us while getting brunch with your buddies it's happening again in april it's a good time it's a good I'm time i'm so excited i'm this theme this year of the season i'm hype i told oh. ian when he talked about it the first time like back when it was still the writer's room um i just remember being like you bitch you know i love this time era <laughs> i haven't heard anything about it and i am so excited i don't want to hear i want to go in we have the first two screeners in our screener account with shutter yeah do I watch it or do I not? Okay. Oh, I'm a watch. Okay. I would watch it. Already. I'm a watch it and roll in after <laughs> brand new with everybody else. To be like, oh no, I'm gagged. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> this is brand new information. All right. They kill people on this show. Are you serious? <laughs> love it. I love it. Uh, Jamie, what other projects are you working on right now? Um, so we just wrapped the inaugural five minute film festival with my uh, film company that I am associate producer with Argo Novice. Come check us out Argo Novice film on all of our socials. Um, and we are literally already planning next year. <laughs> we already had a little kumbaya about it. Um, and yeah, until then, you know, it's just the usual hustle and grind of film life auditions and all meetings and all that good stuff. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Love it. All right, y'all. Well, without further ado, we've got a lot to discuss. Let us jump in to Scream 6. I, I, I mean, just an overall statement. This movie was fucking rad. Um, yes. It, Correct. I, I remember watching 5 and really liking 5. I love 5. And, and you know, there, there are certain moments that you can pick up and be like, okay, well, you know, upon rewatch and upon this and that, this may have been like, you know, whatever. Um, after six though, we left that theater, we looked at each other and we went, that was way more than we expected at all. The tonal shit that was, it was, it was much funnier than I thought it was going to be too. Um, but even mm -hmm. with as funny as it was, it was so brutal. I just loved it. And it was, it was, it was really, really, really good. Um, one thing that I picked up on yeah. was that this is, this is a horror franchise and you know, as much as we love our franchises, we can't always say the best thing for every single movie in the franchise. They don't really always hold up very well. Mm -hmm. I will say the Scream franchise may be the best horror franchise around all around quality and where the progression of the storyline goes. It just blows my mind at how good this has been. 
Listen. I would go as far as to say it is the best horror franchise, and it is one Same. of the best franchises. Agreed. Period. <laughs> Correct. Listen, I I really, really, really love this movie, and I love this franchise. Like, there is no bad Scream. I just have my least favorites, mm. um, right. which is why Same. all of them keep jumping over that one at the bottom of the list. <laughs> But again, like they are comfort. They are, I don't know. There's something to be said for this like kooky, campy, bloody, funny world. Mm-hmm. And I love that this one got to marry Wes Craven and Radio Silence. Cause like yes. the Scream 5 felt like an interview. It was like, some of y'all don't know who we are, but we understand who Wes is. So let us just like show you a little bit. And then they were like, mm-hmm. now that we have the job, bitches, <laughs> we're gonna like unpack. We're gonna make <laughs> into decorations. My wife's bringing tamales. Right. Fuck y'all. Like we're not, <laughs> we're not concerned. Um, And the kills are gorgeous. Like, the humor is amazing. Like, our core four, I'm in love with all four of them. Um, Same. To the point where I was kind of happy none of them died, even though from a writing standpoint, someone's got to die. But also, we never get a franchise with four people of color leading it. Like, we just never fucking do. Right. This franchise has been around forever in a fucking day. And it was the trio who could never die forever. And so (laughs) I'm torn because I... Someone needs to die, but I don't want them to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think one of the core four has to die yet. I think when we can get into this, Josh, because I know you and I had similar mm-hmm. thoughts on, on Gail not dying, yeah. dying, not dying. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to say overall, this is now in my top four. I talked to Bobby as soon as I, Bobby oh, I Torres, to Bobby. as soon as I yeah. got out of the theater. I know we were, I DM'd him immediately because he was like, knew, he knew that I was going to see it early. He knew that, you know, I was like the earliest time slot a day before everybody else. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like I'm here. I'm here. Um, I told him that my new order is now one, two, three, six. And he was like, yes, agreed. And he's the only other person who I didn't have to kind of justify that with. But I will say I like this one much more than five, and I enjoyed five. But on, it's the only Scream film I've ever rewatched and been like, uh, I I would maybe do this different or do that different. Like even the chaos of three, I'm like, let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Um, I'm just fire Elmo dot gift. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. but I I love all of them, and I think the brutality in this one was incredible. Uh, I truly thought that I had it all figured out at first (laughs) and then clearly did not at the end. And, uh, I think this is one of the first ones that we get a true queer romance in. So that's nice. Like a purposeful on-screen queer romance. You know, we get the flirting in five, but they're not a girlfriend, girlfriend. Um, the only critique I, I have of it is I'm like, wow, if you try to edit out anything from this film, it would be missing something. Like, it's like the perfect... Because when I saw that it was just over two hours, I was like, this is the longest Scream film Didn't ever. feel like it. Period. It, was, it did not it really didn't feel like it, though. I caught it The twice. pacing... Yeah. yeah, same. I saw it, and then I rewatched all of them, and then went back to go see it again. Same. I... <laughs> So number one, the pacing in this film is incredible. It never stops. Yes. Even when I so 
when Sarah and uh, uh, Tara and Sam, Sarah, <laughs> um, <laughs> when Tara and Sam are walking down the street to go to the police station, I'm like, okay, this is chill. This is chill. And then like Ghostface just pops out of fucking nowhere in the middle of the street. It's like it never <sighs> lets you rest. And that yes. was incredible. And I think that this one, whereas I think with five, I agree. I can't remember if it was Sheree or Josh who said it felt like kind of an audition. Like, let us audition yeah. to to continue the Scream franchise. And they did well. Like, five is great. Yeah. But this one is on par for me with Wes Craven in his heyday with Scream 1 yes. and Scream mm-hmm. 2. Absolutely. At, like, it is... Uh, perfection almost like there's a couple things i didn't love but like on on the whole a fantastic film like the thing that like really irked me the most which they handled it better in this film than the last film was our return to billy loomis because like we don't need him oh god and granted this time they kept it like isolated so it was just on his box on his costume which makes it make more sense but still i'm like let's get rest Let's skeet rest. Skeet's in a lot for First us. First of all, let that filter rest. Listen, <laughs> listen, yeah, he, listen. Please, please. He in the same TikTok okay. universe I am. And I'm just like, we don't need to be here. Look. <laughs> okay, so Sheree and I already had this conversation once, and I wish we would have just like saved our voice notes and then just played them in this section of the pod. But okay, first of all, yeah, he's a ghost. So, well, or at least here's what I kind of got into a conversation about with someone on Twitter. Is he a ghost or is he truly a manifestation of her imagination? Because that's going to affect how I view him in this film. Because if it's just her brain hallucinating him, I kind of get it, whatever. But if he's supposed to be a ghost, that man, how are you dead and still aging? If I get to the afterlife and I can't get Botox and I just keep looking older, I don't want to go. Like, this is terrible. Um... But seriously, like, I just think the first film, that was my big bone to pick watching it back. I actually did enjoy him in five because I'm such a Skeet Ulrich fangirl, specifically a Skeet, that I was like, oh, yes, he's a back. And then and then just the final nod at the end of five, I was like, oh, I hate this. Uh, but him being on the box of his own costume, I was fine with him popping up, but I'm just going to say it. I could not handle with him being like, oh good choice about the knife <laughs> I, was like, I was like it's like it's a wine or something please like let it rest and also like i get i can't tell if it's supposed to be sexy or if it's sexy because it's him and and i'm think he's sexy like i don't know I don't know. There's a lot of sexual undertone to it that I was deeply uncomfortable with. But also, it makes sense for that character because you know that character was sleeping with Sydney, um, Sam's mom, and Stu, and who knows how many other people. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> like literally, Stu found out why they were killing people with the rest of us. <clears throat> Stu asked no questions. Right. That's more than a friendship. Right. Like if I call any of y'all about we're killing people, y'all gonna have questions. Um, <laughs> Stu was like, "Okay, let's kill our girlfriend." Even if we're fucking, I'm gonna have questions. Right? Be like, hold on. Do I want to go to prison with you? Listen, Stu was like, <laughs> I've been waiting for you to say we should kill our girlfriends. No, nothing else. Say less. And, this, Look. <laughs> and I know I bring this up almost every time we talk about the very first scream, but that was even pre-Columbine. Uh, so oh, wow. to me, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, my God. Um, but yes, I agree. He, you know, famously, and I've repeated it before, but Jazz from Girl That's Scary says that he looks like he smells like spit. And I just want to know how much of that is a me 
thing where I was like, okay, and like, I, I was just like, I've seen the phone. Um, but yeah, I just, I, as soon as he came up in the box, because at first, you know, we get the fake out with the therapist where she's like, well, I'm not seeing anybody I shouldn't. <laughs> and I was like, there was literally an audible, like, in our theater, we were all like, thank God. <laughs> um, and then of course, as soon as he popped up again and she says, fuck no, I swear to you, I swear everyone in our theater was like, no, like at the same time, <laughs> like just, we didn't want to see him either. Not because we don't like it, but like one movie is enough. Cause now I'm worried about what they're going to do to her in seven, which we can talk about at the end, but I don't want her to be a killer. Like I don't want her to be a killer. Her therapy yeah. moment though sent me. Like all of it was just comedic gold. Same. Um, I'm like, this is, this is for the Tumblr crowd. This whole scene, just like give it to us. It is. Look. <laughs> Well, and I feel like, because, I, I, you know, I guess other people can have different reads on Billy and her or whatever. But to me, it feels like a, um, that she's seeing him in her head. That that's It's all kind of a creation of her psyche and her dealing right. with knowing who her father is, all that kind of stuff. And so that's why I think it doesn't, she doesn't, it doesn't pop up till she is face to face with his, with him, essentially. Exactly. And so that's why it kind of worked, but I agree. I think that at some point in time, it's more interesting to watch how Sam is handling who her father is through her own verbiage, as yes. opposed to physically see, you know, I don't, I know the thing, you know, the show don't tell, but like, in this way, let the character talk about it. Don't just... By the way, she's crazy. I don't know. That that's the thing that came yeah. up in the, the, our last. I almost said our last meeting in our last scream episode together. <laughs> <laughs> that came up because, like, you right now, and she's poised to be on antipsychotic, and she's seeing people she shouldn't be seeing. And so, I need them to go ahead and drop a diagnosis because if it's something hereditary, that makes it make sense. Right now, and it's coming across as like right. a baby slasher where she's not stable, and that's not that's that's below radio silence and this franchise. And so I, I want to know what it is. If it is something hereditary, by all means, be like, yes, this runs in the family, which like Mrs. Loomis was also batshit. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Or if it is just something she's kind of a coming to terms with situation, then let it be that. Let the, let the dialogue tell it. You don't have to show it through a... Badly filtered skeet orange. Listen, put skeet to bed, <laughs> specifically my bed, but put him to bed and let him <laughs> let him stop. I could teach him a step by step skincare routine. <laughs> like I have trial sizes waiting. It's all good. Uh, no, I, I mean, again, it, I think the people who just really dislike the new screams, and there's a few, and they've been very vocal, I think they fundamentally misunderstand what Scream is and how it can continue without Wes. Um, as much as that pains me to say, because no one will ever do it like Wes. So I don't know, like, we'll, we'll talk about this too, about whether I think we need more movies in the future. But yeah, I got a lot yeah. of feelings. <laughs> I agree with you on that. There's, there's something that I think about the Billy thing. Um, in Five, when it happens in Five, I don't think I was ready for what element of um, either mental health or paranormal stuff that that brought into the franchise. So it kind yeah. of threw me off Same. a little bit in five when it happened because it was like, whoa, this has never happened 
in this series before, except for three in that sequence when Sydney like sees the ghost of her mom. Mm-hmm. Okay, but three is three and kind of gets away with a lot because we all kind of just accept and understand three for what it is. Um, she messy bitch. Yeah. yeah. So when it happened in five and you see Billy there, I remember my first reaction to it was like, oh, oh no, I don't, I don't know where this is going. I don't like it. I love Skeet. Glad he's there. Good to see him down. So when it didn't happen in six, I didn't know prior that he was going to be in the movie. I didn't know, but I think when it happened, it was so well-placed that I was already on a roller coaster ride the entire time that when he showed up, I was like, I'm on the ride. Just take me down. Like I, I, same. (laughs) And the way that it showed up and I, and the way that he shows up, I fully think that it's a, it's, it's in her brain. I think it's something that she sees. I don't think he's a ghost, but the placement of where it was in six for me just kind of made it like, you know what? I, I could be down for her to have these, glimpses of him or these thoughts because it's all happening in her head in my opinion but i I thought the placement of where it happened in the season was really really great they made it make sense this time around and i Mm -hmm. i don't know if they can get away with that again because like how many people gonna roll around this box with his costume and knife in it yeah like (laughs) so i think this is our last stop for skeet i think that we really gotta let it go and go back to just talking about him all the time yeah Yeah, i agree i agree I will say this too. I think that one of the reasons that this franchise is so strong is that both with Wes and Kevin and now with Radio Silence, they truly understand who the audience for Scream is. I know that there's those whatever people on Twitter that aren't loving these new ones, but like whatever. Uh, They're just butthurt. I don't know. Um, But like... Scream gave its audience everything it wanted. It gave sex appeal with some sexy ass mm-hmm. men in it. It gave amazing tension, great kills. And it continually does that in every iteration of the franchise in different ways and in different things. And it, so it, I've never went to a Scream film and left disappointed. Mm-hmm. There were some hey. I like better than others, but like, I never leave being like, God, I wasted yeah. my time. <laughs> same, same. I like even this one, like I walked in because Trent gave away a cast member. So I knew he was one of the ghost faces for a whole week before I went in. I was like, so Dermot Maroney's involved. Okay, then. And so I was bitter, but I had a good time figuring out the rest of it because clearly the daughter. But I was like, well, who? somebody else got to be involved. Dermot's not running around bodegas like this. and so i still managed to have a good time even though it was ruined for me because i am a ruiner and so once i know it i'm bitter um but the fact that i managed to like still have a damn good time and go back and see it again that says a lot about like the strength of this movie yeah yeah no i mean i get it because i didn't want to know anything like i saw that i always watch the first teaser for a film but i don't really watch the trailers until after because then I'm like, oh, okay, they used that scene or, oh, they didn't, which Scream is infamous for, you know, misdirections in the trailer, um, especially with this one. There were scenes that were out of order, scenes that didn't get used as they were, but they were different variations. Anyways, and when someone revealed to me the shot of the collection with all the ghost face costumes, holy hell, I was so mad. I had to, I really had to, like, put my phone down for a second and be like, and I know that sounds insane because like most real life, quote unquote, real life stuff, I'm like, okay, that happened. <laughs> but for some reason, I guess it's just like, I don't know, that day they caught me off guard. 
And I got so mad because that's like a pivotal plot point is the reveal of the room. And I was like, why would you put that in the trailer? Like, oh my God. I had to hit people with the ah ah because they always want to be like, have you seen this? Have you seen that? I'm like, no, no, stop. I'm not going to hit play on this. I'm not going to open this video. Stop. And they're like, you, what do you mean? Have you seen the trailer? Like, no, I've not seen the trailer. I don't know what you know about I me. I don't watch trailer. trailers. I don't look at posters. I'm not out here looking for clues. I'm going to go pay for it and see well, what happens. Exactly. And I know one big thing that happens in the trailer that people have been kind of dissecting is they thought that it was not going to be Annika or Annika who fell off the mm. um, ladder, but instead one of the core four because of how they mm. cut it in the trailer. Yeah. And I was like, I knew they weren't going to die. <laughs> At least not in that way. Like I did worry it for Mindy in the subway. Like that was like, yes. oh shit, he is in her face. I, and that I shit is like, happening. She's dead. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's dead. I dead. thought, like, I thought after we got, we'll talk about the Gale scene later. Cause I think we need like a whole other podcast to talk about Courtney Cox in this movie. Listen. Um, <laughs> yeah. respect on her name. I, I thought after Gail survived, then we go into the Mindy scene on the train or in the subway. I thought, oh, they gave us Gail, so they're going to take Mindy Same. from us. Um, and I was devastated because yep. I was like, I don't want any of them to die. But I think something that I do enjoy about this particular, about Six, is that they kept a lot of characters that we like alive, which I kind of appreciate because, you know, all bets are off in seven. Let them go if they need to go in seven. That's great. And I think that that's something that keeps Scream exciting for me is that I don't necessarily go into these movies watching, well, who's the killer? Who, what's the big twist? What's the motive? What's the point? For me, that's not why I go to watch Scream movies. The Scream franchise to me is just a whodunit film. And it's like, and it, yep, it's just exactly. a whodunit. It's, it's just like you have these familiar faces, some new, some not, some legacy characters. And you can have a theory to like why Gail would be Ghostface, why um, and maybe Nev Campbell was joking and she's not actually, she actually is in the movie and she is Ghostface. We come up with all of these fan theories, but the thing that I love about it is that Radio Silence references every single fan mm -hmm. theory that every person on Reddit, Twitter, any sub feed that they want to talk about, they reference every single one in the movie. And what they give us, well, necessarily, I don't think the reveal of these killers was anything mind-blowing amazing. After everything that they gave us, I didn't need a mind-blowing reveal. I'm not watching these movies to be like, who is the killer? Like, I, it, it's a whodunit. It could be anybody from these movies. And that's what's so cool. Because they'll, 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 they'll red herring everybody, and it could be anybody. And you can come up with your fan theories. At the end of the day, it's got to be somebody. And, you know, it's got to be somebody. I, I really, really enjoy the whodunit aspect of what these movies are. What, what I also love about all of these movies is that when you watch them back, it's always the most obvious choice. Because mm -hmm. everybody looks guilty. Everybody's a red heron. <laughs> but like, there's some people where you're just like, I let him go because he was too easy. That's the real world says the person who was in the room when it happened did it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Can we take a moment and discuss Kirby? Yes. Her wig. Because they bring, they bring Kirby back in this film. And I, I didn't know this that I read after watching the film. I'm glad I didn't know it going into it. But um, the Hayden Panettiere like really fought to get Kirby back into the into the film because she and, and the fans wanted a lot of fans wanted it too. But she had just gone through some like mental health things and um, 
she this was her first going to be her first film back and she loved mm -hmm. doing four so much that she wanted to bring Kirby back and Wes was always famous to be like I don't know is Kirby dead we don't really know um and they showed her a little icon at the YouTube video in five mm -hmm. right exactly I missed that in my little... first viewing of five I, I, I didn't see it I had to watch I it too because I was so shook I was, I was like <gasps> I think Jamie I actually think you were the one that yeah. told me about it yeah that she was alive. <laughs> Probably because I went to go see it back to back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it for myself to my third or fourth viewing because I've seen that movie a lot now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. But I, and I will say, I don't know that they, I don't know that I loved what they did with Kirby in this film. It's probably one of the few things I'm like, eh, about. But A, I, I love that um, image that is floating around my Twitter now of her eating the food. Mm -hmm. That's relatable. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I did like the scene with Mindy and Kirby when they're like, have the kind of, because they're both the same trope, right? Yeah. Uh, and that was that was a fun moment. What I loved about that scene is that in four, Kirby was hella queer coded with her little blazers. Mm -hmm. But like at the yeah. time, we were not going to have a lesbian in a mainstream horror movie. And so like now, Mindy, who's played by Jasmine Savoy Brown, is like, I'm fucking gay as fuck. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> I was like, same character, but different times. You can like be a better version of that character. Um, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. And so that made me happy as a little bitty person who is watching all these movies repeatedly and being like, I see your blazers, Kirby. I see all of your blazers. Her <laughs> blazers and her like faux undercut. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> the fact that she used Stu's TV to end up killing oh, the right. dude. I was like. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about it that she way. She sat out in the movie Honestly, once and I cackled. <laughs> when she said that, I died. No, I loved, of all the, like, from four, five, and six, of all the quote-unquote new screams we've gotten so far, honestly, this one had the best yeah. callbacks. Because uh, mm -hmm. four, I felt like, tried a little bit too hard to avoid some of them. And I feel like you can't really have a scream movie without a callback. Um, there is someone on Twitter who will know who he is when he hears this, who said that... <laughs> The Scream films are like hearing the same joke six times over. And I was like, that's kind of the point. point? And also, yeah. also, let's not pretend like these are not the same people watching sitcoms with a laugh track from jokes we've all heard 900 times. Listen. I mean. Right. Listen. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. I like meta stuff. Um God, I hope that's not a neurodivergent trait to add to the checklist. We're all in trouble if it is. We are all in trouble. <laughs> I, yeah, every day I learn new things about myself. Speaking of callbacks, I the second time around, I listened to what was being said on the TV of Sam's therapist when he was being murdered. Yes, he was like, you're next. Yes. You're next. You're the killer. It's about to get happened. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. right. They were really letting him know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It was so scary. I was like, please let that man live. I'm so worried for him. Honestly, the door, the through the door cut of Ghostface was probably one of the most brutal kills of the whole franchise so far. Besides my personal favorite, which is at the end of this movie with Sam, just giving it to him. It's very cathartic. I loved her kill this time. I mean, I love all of her kills. Like literally, she's the final yeah. girl who understands the assignment. She's like, bitches will not be coming back for me. I'm cutting you, I'm beheading you. But like I love mm -hmm. it because she stabs him a bunch of times. It's like one of those like um therapy situations where they're like tap, 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 tap. And then she's like, I'm not a girl like my father. And then her sister looks at her and is like, You gonna let him come back for us? She's like, You're right. And she like fucking ends him. And I'm just like this is my final girl. We've never had this kind of final girl before. Like, 
The fact that her and her sister had an unspoken agreement to brick the three ghost face that cornered them, that's brown people yes. shit. We were not going to get that from Sydney and them. <laughs> like, Nancy's not giving us that, no. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of uh, what's different about this kind of core four, uh, obviously everyone was asking me, did I miss Sydney? Because I'm such a Sydney stan. And I know, Josh, you wanted to talk about it as well. Um, I didn't mm -hmm. because she did the right thing, which is getting the hell away from everyone else because she has kids now. Like before I would have been disappointed, but I think them framing her with the kids was so smart because now it's like, okay, yeah, no, she's not going to show up for you guys. Sorry. Like, well, and I just don't, I don't think Sydney had a place in this story. I right, exactly. love Sydney. Sydney is like childhood hero. I will always worship at the, at the altar of Sydney Prescott. But Same. the reason she came back in five was because Dewey died. And he's dead. <laughs> I, That's I, <laughs> she, she, I mean, she loved <laughs> She loves Gail, but she's not going to come rescue Gail. She I'm sure she supports the core four, but she's not going to come. Like, right. Dewey and was her she, last tie to this thing, and he's dead. Exactly. And it's her best friend's older brother who died in the first film. I mean, I right. hate him, my face, whatever. But, like, truly, I... And I think, too, this is prepping us for potential more films, which I'll give my opinion on that in a minute. But, Sheree, go ahead, because I have lots of no, thoughts about I that. I was just going to say, I forgot Sydney existed until Gail brought her up. Because, again, like, <laughs> we've needed to move away from her for a long time. Like, she's been through it. Why is she coming back repeatedly? Josh, right. I hated our grad, my grad school. Do I go back to Lubbock, Texas? No. <laughs> Nobody even got stabbed. So if people are getting stabbed, you think I would go back? I think I'd go back, back if people were getting stabbed. I'd be like, I have to go investigate this now. Let's go. <laughs> that would get me back <laughs> to go to Are the right people getting stabbed? <laughs> Let me go see. Um, no. And so, like, when you have a trauma place, you're not going to keep going back every time something happens. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, no, I'm watching the news. I'm going back in because I got to get stabbed, too. No, bitch. Stay yeah. your ass at home. But that's also um, not Sydney's character. That's Gail's character. It makes sense for Gail to come exactly. back whenever there's a ghost face thing. Because especially when we saw it in a... Uh, and four, Gail's reason for her, her, her passion is actually these murders, is actually these killings. She's also, I, I think this movie did a really, really good job mentioning, and, and if you caught it, you caught it, that like a lot of the reason why these things still keep happening in this universe is because Gail keeps writing about them. She keeps, she keeps yes. writing new stories. She keeps getting movie rights, TV deals. Like she keeps, she is the reason why this story continues. For me, and not, not to pivot, because this is a different conversation. I'll come back to what we were talking about. For me, that's just one big point where I'm just like, if we look at it in a sans Sydney world, even the lens from the first film, though, a lot of the events of what were happening in the first film was because Gail was talking about them first. Um, and it just happened yes. to be like Sydney was the the core of the the circle that it was happening around. I think she was yeah, the target. I, and I think that that was brilliant. Like, um, I, I, I want to say... I think Nev Campbell not returning to the role for the reasons why she um, didn't return. Like, absolutely. I, I'm fully in support of, not her, of her not coming back for her choices. Like, I would have yes. – it's it's right, and it, they should have paid her more money. Um, especially because Courtney Cox got an executive producer credit on this film. Um, so I don't know why they her money. No, they was like, you can't afford right. me. I'm a producer now, bitch. Right. 
And, <laughs> and so I do like I, I applaud her for not coming back. Is it unfortunate? Because yeah, I wonder what this would have been had Sydney been in the movie. It would have been completely different. I did not particularly miss her in the movie for the reasons that we've talked about already, but something that I thought about was, you know, they did a good job mentioning her enough times so that like when she comes back, if she comes back, it's not gonna be anything wild or crazy. Like they they mentioned mm-hmm. her quite a few times. And so part of me was wondering if the reason why I don't miss her is because they're mentioning her. Would I have missed her a little bit if they didn't mention her at all? And it was almost as if like she just was wiped clean, didn't exist, and no talk of her. Maybe, I don't know. But I think what, what they gave us and how they adapted the story without her, I was really, really happy with what we were given. And I don't see yeah. a part in the story like what you said, Trent, where she fits. I think that they did a really, really good job mm-hmm. with that. And I applaud them for that because it makes me feel confident in the new characters that we have. And I want to see their story go forward. Agreed. And I, and I will say, I saw this article and I shared it on Facebook. I don't know who uh, saw it because it pissed me off. I think I saw it, because I, I saw the comments. The, was it TMZ? Yeah. Because they were rude about no, it. That was, the, that was the one about there being like Sydney Prescott was successful regardless. But anyway, no, this was about someone complaining that what they did with Gail Weathers' character in this film ruined the heart of Scream, which is Dewey. And I was like, Okay, number one, the heart of the soul of this franchise is the is the women. It is yes. Sarah, Tara, uh, Sarah. God damn it, Sarah. Tara, <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah, right? Like Wonder Twins. Anyway, uh, Tara, Sam, <laughs> Ned, uh, Sydney, and Gail. That is the heart of the franchise. And if you didn't understand why Gail continued to write about Ghostface, you have a true misunderstanding of who mm-hmm. her character is. Like, yes. that is who Gail was. She's ambitious. She she loved Dewey, sure, but she's her career is still her yeah. number one. Plus, they've broken up for she a while. She also gets over... Go ahead. Well, right. sure, sorry. I said, plus, her and Dewey broke up so many years ago. Like, of course she was getting new dick. Like, I'm not... Like, who was she holding on for? Who was she holding on for? Nobody. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, that very attractive man who played her boyfriend in this one, R.A.P., but I like how quickly she got over yeah. his death, too. She was like, mm, the boy toy's dead. Too bad. Like, I get me as a high-powered career woman. But also, she is. She is. Speaking of uh, Gail doing Gail things, we get that incredible punch, the fake out and the yeah. real punch. Yes. Uh, yes, claps all around for Miss Courtney Cox, another Alabama native. I just, y'all know, I have I to also, remind people. I love the moment where she was like, uh, where when Tara was like, sorry for punching you, or I feel so whatever. She's like, no, you're not. No, no. <laughs> She's like, yeah, and Tara's like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like this movie, I spent it trying to figure out who Tara is in our core four because like the rest of the core four are callbacks to original trilogy characters. Because yes. like Sam is clearly the Sydney, Chad's clearly the Dewey, Mindy's clearly the Randy, right. and I was like, but who is Tara? Are we trying to split a character for Tara and Sam or what? I think I think Tara's a low key. Very low-key Gail Weathers, and I'm excited to see where she's going to be in the next movie. Ooh. At the end of Seven, she's just making a podcast called <laughs> called Self Care from right? from Scaries or something. <laughs> Self Care from Stabs. Right? Because like, think about how she almost got taken out so many times in the first movie. That's some Gail Weathers shit. And think about how she talks to Gail Weathers. She's like, "I'm not impressed by you, bitch," and I punch you in the face. I'll do it again. Um, like, <laughs> I think that she is our low key Gail, and I'm excited to see wh- how we like get her on that. Like, she's gonna be famous, but maybe have a little bit more heart trail. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh my God. No, I see that because Melissa being the Sydney makes so much sense to me because she does have that vision of her dad and Sydney has the vision of her mom that people legitimately forget about that. And I mention it every time I talk about Scream and they want to criticize Five for having that aspect of it. And I'm like, well, she's Sydney saw the ghost of her dead people, mother in three. So people well, love dead, to forget about shit in these movies. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like when there was that whole controversy with uh, the preview that showed the scene in the, the gas gun. station, the gun. They're like, yeah. Ghostface never uses a gun. Have you watched Scream? Have you seen Two, any Scream three, movie? Three, four. I think it's- How many times did Billy Loomis <laughs> shoot Gail Weathers in the first one? Well, how many times? He, he only Ghostface is ever the the Ghostface killer has only ever used a gun outside of costume, right? So it was the first time that we saw right. a Ghostface with a gun in costume, and it was fucking terrifying because it wasn't just like a pew pew; it was a yeah, and like. Yeah. It was a shotgun. My murderous bitch in five was literally like, I'm tired. Pow! <laughs> Let's start this chapter. <laughs> relatable. So relatable. No, uh, Josh, I'm glad you brought that up because my gut reaction to, to seeing that trailer, because again, it was the only one that I watched until after the film, I was like, ooh, I don't like that. Like, I don't want him to use a shotgun. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, they already did in the first four films so the ones were less were alive so i don't i mean i don't know um and then the other thing too god people really dragged this over the coals for the not having a traditional new york chase scene which i'm like that's what the subway scene that was. doesn't bother me at all the subway i agree i agree what happens at gail's I mean, apartment we che- we ran we fucking ran. what do they want did they want, <laughs> no, they want ghostface to run after tara through Times Square and Central Park or something like that. Yes, whatever. basically. basically. Punch an yeah. Having a DeLorean. <laughs> and that's why they're yes, not making these movies in radio yeah. silences. Oh, right. wait. Speaking of all of those, uh, the knockoff Elmo, can we talk about all the costume Easter eggs on the subway scene? Yes. I was dying. So we get the Babadook, we get Penhead, we get uh, basically every major. We get the bride from Ready or Not. Yes. Yes, which was my favorite. Yes, we love a callback to our own work. Um, but when they're and at first coming down the stairs, it's Chad. The, they have the panning shot of him coming down the stairs. A Mojo Jojo costume goes up the stairs, and I cackled because obviously the voice actor that does That's Mojo right. Jojo also is Ghostface. And so I cackled, and no one else in my theater made a noise, and I was like, oh. I'm showing my special interest again. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no one let me cut that. <laughs> like, and then the second time I saw it, there were a few more like chuckles. I think word had gotten out by that point. But anyways. I'm not going to lie. That scene, I liked it more the second time through. Because the first time I was like, I've ridden the subway in New York. I've ridden the red line after 10 p.m. in Chicago. Yep. I'm not impressed. Of course, people got fucking knives. But the second time around, I'm like, this is claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're doing. This is a moment. Look. Well, it's the lights flickering. That does yeah. me in every time, especially the Metro in D.C., because that shit catches fire all the nope. time. It's like notorious for it. And I'm like, I will not go down with this ship. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's also just terrifying. In, the, in this scene, I started getting a little bit of anxiety thinking about, because like what you said, Sheree, I mean, I've ridden the subway in New York. I ride the red line in Chicago past 10 p.m. all the time. Like, the There's time, this yeah. thing that I think about watching that scene in the movie. Why was nobody helping? There, there's, there's, they're, they're, right. they're, they're sardined next to each other, and he is very clearly stabbing the shit out of her, and there's something happening, and it's like, why is nobody helping why is nobody 
doing anything. But they never would do. I? I don't know. Like, yeah. I, it's like the greatest episode of what would that's you what, do ever? Just, <laughs> I don't know what listen, to do. That's what makes it scary. People yeah. never, that's what makes it terrible. People are always like, not my problem, not my business. Because how many times have I been harassed by somebody mm. trying to take on a fucking bus or subway? Yeah. And I'm like, you see right. him yelling at me. I'm yelling back at him now. But like, you could have also jumped in. Yeah. Um, like I literally yeah. like get your fucking hands off me, and the bus driver's gonna be like, "Do I care today?" Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, well, and, and I you also, have it. I I do think it was really smart to place this at Halloween because yes, people are gonna be more like do some hijinks or some stupid bullshit on the subway. So you also have that. Is this real? Is it not? Is this some kind of know, joke? That, that's a good point that you bring up, and it reminds me, there were a lot of callbacks in this movie to part two, specifically. Um, and I wonder if, like, yes. if we want to, like, dissect it, dissect it, if we can make this a callback to the second film, the opening. The reason why nobody knew that Jada so. Smith being murdered wasn't fake is because everybody in there was dressed as Ghostface. Yes. A reason why a lot of people, if we want to assume that they didn't know whether Mindy was actually being murdered or not, everybody's in a fucking killer costume. It's, it's right. And it's, well, they even have that moment on on the news when they're like, sales of the Ghostface yeah. costume have skyrocketed since the yeah. first since this murder that just happened. Which okay. is also and, how terrible shitty people are. Yeah. <laughs> right. Are. And at the beginning, with uh, Samara Weaving's character, first of all, she's a college professor, and I get it. But like, Miss Ma'am, you are single in New York. Please don't walk down that <laughs> alley. Right. You, there's not enough. They could be like. Jason Momoa is butt ass naked at the end of that <laughs> in the alleyway, and I was like, I would be like, okay, well, he can walk. His he better walk his naked I, ass towards like, me. I, I can live with my glasses on and see Daddy Pascal dance at the end of the aisle, and I'm like, no, I'm not going down that alley. But thank you for the show. I'm not going down like, there. It's because they also got not to, I would have at least been like, see anybody down there. She was waving right? to nobody, yes. and it was like, do not walk there. What are you even thinking? I was like, right. I can't be. I was like, is this stab? Is this, yeah. is this, is this yeah. stab happening right now? It was very clearly a stab <laughs> reference. But I will say, when the first killer takes off his mm. mask, everybody in my theater was like, oh my God, we're going to get a scream from the perspective of That's the killer. This is it. That's what we're getting. And I was so hyped. I was on board 100%. But then I was kind of relieved because he was annoying and honestly all the killers have annoyed me in every movie except for billions Stu. but this one especially i was like wow i fucking hate this guy <laughs> like, like my my thoughts on that like for like maybe five seconds i was like oh so we're gonna have to figure out who the other killer or killers are that's a choice same yeah but then i was like no because ghostface never been a brown person before i don't buy this and then he got murdered right look <laughs> <laughs> yeah somebody on twitter was like we have to have a, a woman of color or a person of color be the next ghost face and i was like no, i, I like can the see that trend with all of the means of just two random iconic people from movie or tv it's just like you want them to be the next ghost face killers or make the next ghost face yes. i saw one the other day that was like um it was a uh, kim possible and i can't remember who the green one was named no, Ron, stop it. She go, she go. It was Kim Possible and she go. It yes, was like, make them the next good. Ghostface killers. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Possible would get it done. Yeah. I'd be worried for Sam. What? Melissa, <laughs> Melissa Romano would have us back in time yeah. for dinner. She would be like, all right. I've seen her YouTube. When, right. when <laughs> okay. I heard the, the Demi Lovato song, which I love, but when I heard that, I was like, what if Demi Lovato? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, someone reminded me of the Creed music video for Scream 2. <laughs> and I was like, I have no oh memory of this. Oh my God, I was a child that is a out. thing that exists, isn't it? When, it is. Yeah. When we're done, will you? T- I'll make you all watch it. It is a fucking nightmare. I'm like, why did they let this happen? They're like in the pouring rain out in front of the theater. It's so bad. Anyways, um, yes. So let's talk about the things to come. Speaking of past screams for Scream 7, because I have mixed feelings. Because when I heard about 5, I watched it and I was like, oh, I would be fine if this was the last Scream. And then 6 came out and now it's like my whole personality. It's I love it so much. It's my new favorite next to the first one or the first two. And now I'm like, okay, 7 should be the last movie for a while or period. And then maybe they could do like an American Horror Story style reboot of the show where each season is a different town or city or whatever. But I what I don't want to happen is that this goes on for four more movies. So we have two new trilogies because then I feel like, I don't know. I'm cynical. I'm like, I don't think they have enough storytelling to do four more movies. I think if we get, if we kill Gail in the next one, I think I'm good for us to get two movies. If we don't, the next mm-hmm. one needs to be the last one for a minute. Cause this was a great send off yeah. for Gail and they didn't give it to her. They were like, no, she's alive. Yes. That was should my cover, was perfect. Should we cover that scene and that whole yes. thing now? Just so, because I Please. think I think covering Please. this will also help us filter into what we want to discuss with seven. Um, because I have a lot of thoughts on seven. What could happen with seven as well? Yes. Um, yeah, this Gale chase scene in this movie might be one of my favorite scenes in the entire franchise. I thought it was so well done. 100%. I love how they pointed out to you that like hey easter egg and it's written in the script this is the first time you have ever heard ghostface speak directly with gail on the phone and it's really fucking cool to, yes. to be like oh my god you're right like we've had her in a major role for every movie but she's never actually talked to him on the phone just like he calls her directly it's- and i loved the callback to five where i i think it's in five where city's like i don't have time for this and she just goes and then she calls back and i was like that- this is why Gail Weathers in Sydney, I don't want them to die. Dewey's the dumbass that went back to the body without a weapon to go check. <laughs> Dewey got what it was coming. For me, going back to what Trent said about the women in this movie or the heart of the film, we have never had a leading woman whose top build in this franchise die. None of them have. All of the final no. girls always survive. And now I think we're up to four of them. Five if now we count Kirby. Um, and so... That's something that I really, really appreciate the, about the movies. And so the Gail Weathers chase scene, I my heart was racing the entire time because like as a fan who watches these and has hope for the future of the franchise, I was like, okay, if we got to let Gail go, we got to let Gail go. Maybe this will be an incentive. Like maybe Sydney would come back for Gail. We don't know. But when it was happening and when it got to the point where she's like, you know, tell Sydney he didn't get me out and they're checking her pulse. I was like, please don't let go. Please don't oh. kill me again. And then the person next to me when I was at the theater, she and I were like next to each other. And I just looked at her. I was like, I don't want Gail to be dead. And she's like, me either. And I'm like, a stranger, a stranger. And just like worried for Gail. I'm happy that she survived. Um, I'm happy that it left it ominous as to what her um, condition will be moving forward. But I do, yeah. I, I am happy that she didn't die. And I don't know if I'm in the majority or the minority of that opinion, but I am happy that she didn't die. My Gemini ass wanted her to die, but after she said he didn't get me, I wanted it to be something else. I wanted it to be like, I had a heart attack while he was chasing me. Fuck him. <laughs> because of that, right. that's a Gail Weathers move. 
I will say, I will say, I, I too am glad she didn't die because I just, I, I love her so much. And I do think, I think it's the women of the story. And I love, and I think that this is one of the few horror franchise, franchises, period, that really have put femme people in the center of these stories and not just shit on them for ever and always. Yeah. Um, and, and they're all, they're survival, they're survivors at this point. And I, but I do think with her being, fucked up so much by Ghostface in this movie, it will be interesting to see if they if, what she does in seven because this is the first I mean she got stabbed in four and then one little boop boop and then Dewey did some terrible shooting and Ghostface ran away. But like two, don't forget two where she we thought she might have two. actually bit it for a second and she didn't. Oh yeah, she did get shot. But this is the first I mean I she got fucked up. I mean stabbed multiple times like <laughs> yeah i mean i i think she's gonna be bedridden or wheelchair bound in the next movie because depending on how close to the events of six that they right. write seven because jenna i mean tara barely makes it it's I it's mean, so interesting watching these movies and all of these characters are getting stabbed like in their abdomen in their stomach on their st- where yeah. you would die if you stabbed. Like, yeah. they're not like, just getting stabbed you know puncture wound puncture wound oh it missed a vital organ it's just like there is like no gutted. way that they didn't hit a vital organ how are you still alive <laughs> they just get up Listen, hold their side why. and they're you know <laughs> hobbling down and i'm like that is why i will always forgive dewey <laughs> Every single time. I forgive Dewey for his limp, but that actor director should have talked about that limp because it was atrocious and too. I was like, this is offensive. (laughs) We've talked about this before, Sheree. It is one step below like quote unquote cripping up. Like it's like one step below that for me. I'm like, oh no. No, I don't know. I mean, I I have mixed feelings because I think if if Gail was going to die, it, it should have been this one. But you guys are right. Like maybe because it would have been the first main female character to, to pass in a film, like maybe they bring all of them back for seven and that's what the hope is. I don't know. But I think she's going to be pretty much bedridden kind of the way Jenna was in well, the I first think, film of, of the I new trilogy in five. There are, there are reasons we could see for kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier. There are reasons we could see in this franchise that like it made sense for Dewey to die. It makes sense in some yeah. scenarios for Sydney to die. I'm kind of of the opinion that like the one that it makes least sense for the franchise in their continuation to die would be um, Gail. Yeah. Because like I said earlier, I yeah. think the reason why these killings keep happening is because Gail keeps writing about them. If she dies and she stops, do we have another Ghostface killer that is intrigued by the legacy of Billy and Stu or the people that came before them? Like the... The, unless, the unless right, yeah, it. and that, that, that's a good point too. It's the I, I don't know the legacy of these films when when you kind of realize that the legacy isn't just Dewey, Gale, and Sydney. The legacy is also the whole meta universe that they've created. Like these are movies in in their franchise. These these serial killers have become like their Ted Bundy, their their Manson family, their 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 people who like you know ha, you know American society has a really weird. Um, fetish with serial killers and and so oh yeah if nobody's writing about them if nobody's talking about them it all kind of goes away the one in this universe that's writing about them and talking about them is gail so for that reason alone i am kind of just like she's the one that i feel if they're gonna kill her off it probably they need to end the franchise if they kill her off i i could live with us having her sit out 
number seven mm-hmm. and number eight um and then killing her at nine if we get to nine because like she's got nine lives so that's just like symmetry right there but yes. i want us to be done with the lexi characters i feel like having her and kirby in this one took away stuff that we could have had with our core four because this is their world now. Mm. I've waited my whole fucking life to have black and brown people lead a fucking franchise. Mm -hmm. And so like, I I love Kirby and I love Gail, but it's not their world anymore. I've seen them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just, it's kind of infuriating. It just rubs me a little bit because we have all four of our core four can act. All of them are doing the damn things. People are hesitant to like give them that because they're racist. So like whenever I bring up that like Jenna Ortega is a scream queen, they're like, no, she's not. Have you not seen Mia Goth? She got three horror movies. I'm like, fuck her and her three horror movies. This bitch has five come out every fucking year. She surpassed Jamie Lee Curtis in the genre. Get over it. Like, (laughs) I just, stop saying the quiet parts out loud, Twitter. Um, And so I, yeah, I'm over it. I'm I'm good for us to get rid of the legacy and let the new people lead. Melissa, can eat a whole dick Listen. because I am disgusted, disgusted at the way that she gets talked mm-hmm. about. And I talked about this with Five as well. The things that people say about her and her acting skills are truly horrendous and i'm like okay well then you do it because you can't like that's i mean you literally can't and you know the whole like fetishization on the flip side we have people fetishizing um jenna ortega's character and jenna in real life and i'm like okay she's still on the young side like let's not forget that y'all uh, but it's very much a, well, no, we have two really talented, successful women. We have to pit them against each other. That's literally what so many people have done, and even kind of underhandedly in their reviews of the films and everything like that. But yeah, uh, just Barrera. Holy shit. She's yeah. Thank you. Holy shit. She's had me since she said yes. I've seen that bitch turn it out on Vita. And she did a bunch of musicals because she's a musical theater bitch. And that's her right. Yeah. Yes. That's not for me. But you, if she wanted to do West Side Story, <laughs> get your bag. Well, but when she came to scream, I was like, yay, now you're in my neighborhood. And she did the damn things. Her character is mm-hmm. dealing with trauma and also an antipsychotics. And she's doing brown yeah. women shit. And so when people are like, I don't understand. I was like, so you don't know brown women. Yeah. When her shit up and- this party right. being like, hey, boys, I'm going to just tase you so we can leave. That's my energy. That killed me. <laughs> I think I love it. you in the balls now. I think a lot of people are also one, we talked about this in five, how it was kind of like shitty that people were shitting on her acting. I think a lot of people don't also realize that when people talk about their trauma, when people talk about their past, this isn't for everybody. I'll speak from my perspective. When I talk about my trauma, when I talk about my past, there are absolutely moments where it is like a deep emotional, I'm winning an Oscar and yeah. giving my emotions away. In most cases though, I talk about it just this way. And I talk about it and I try to make it kind of Same. funny and I try to kind of make it like push it off. It's not that big of a deal. I saw her doing that in her therapy scene. I saw her doing that. It, it all seems very realistic to me. Like I'm not watching somebody who is acting in a screen movie. I think they're all just very living, like real people that I want to be friends with. And I think that that's why with this core four, I'm so behind all four of them. I, I'm so behind all four of them because not, they're all giving such great performances and they're all coming together as like a cool ensemble dynamic that it's like, it just, it works. And watching the Melissa Barrera haters, I'm just like, you know, I'm going to call it what it is. It is full on just like discrimination and racism and, mm-hmm. and, yep. and, and misogyny. Yep. And it is, it, that's what it is. You can critique anybody's mm-hmm. performance on anything. We all, we're all, you know, critics and actors and 
people who do this for a living and like want to continue to do it for a living, we all have opinions. I think when it comes to the point of just completely shitting on somebody and absolutely like just no worth in anything is where it kind of gets to like, there's a deeper thought here. And I think it's time to well, right when it stops being about the work and becomes about the right. person in a negative way, that's, that's really toxic. And I think she's, she was great in five. Don't get me wrong. I loved her in five. I lived yeah, for her. No, no. Yes. I said it in our last scream episode and I've said it many times in many ways. Like she's giving me more than a lot of our quote unquote white scream queens. And so the fact that people now care about acting and now they want to like critique things to the fucking bare minimum. I'm just like, go look at all your favorites. Cause I see what you have in your letterbox. Like you stand Mm -hmm. these movies from the eighties and nineties where bitches were just like, I'm just here to catch my bucket of blood and get your check. And yeah, this girl is like, I'm going to deliver. And you're like, I can't see it. Oh no. Uh, But I'm not racist. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and I will say, as someone, you know, as I said earlier, I am a Sydney worshiper. Like, I will worship at the Same. altar of Sydney Prescott. But, and, and, that's, and that's partly because I grew up with her, right? Like, that was my formative years. If I had grown, if I was like that age now, it would be Sam or Tara. Same. I don't know. I go back and forth. Because I, I let five being like Jenna Ortega. Tara was my, like, loved her throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. She was my like number one from five, and then this one I thought say I don't know they keep going back and forth. So Sarah, that's what I'm gonna yeah. say. Listen, <laughs> that's, that's my other thing because like a lot of the people who are coming up in here to be like Melissa can act watch a lot of Wes Craven movies, and we don't talk about any of the acting in right. any other Wes Craven movies. Listen, I'm, we could talk about some of Wes Craven's triple um, <laughs> X movies. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, the bodega was called Abe's Snake, which his porn name was Abe Snake. And so as a Wes Craven yes. fan account, I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> I just love that they keep playing tribute to him. And I think yeah. it's so incredible. I love it. Um, I agree, Trent, that I love that they give him a little nod in each of the new films. Um, But I think it's so funny that he owns his porn past or owned his porn past because, I mean, sex work is work. And I actually think as a performer, like, I think that we're going to see this rise of crossover performers, especially since OnlyFans has been so popular. Um, And I wish more people would just like normalize it you know Uh, we'd love to normalize guns and violence much more than we actually want to normalize actual human relational experiences and i think you know regardless of what we want to say sex is a very very personal relational it doesn't have to be personal either it's it's a very big human aspect of, of our lives and you know it's okay to focus on it and showcase it in a myriad of ways because it's fucking rad it's fucking pretty Yes. Listen, to circle back to Swarm real quick, I forget her name. Oh, wow. Is it Haley? Danielle Fishback. Oh. Is it Haley? Am I saying it right? Or is it Hallie? Hallie. Um, Hallie? She has her yeah. first. Chloe. Chloe. It's Chloe Bailey. Chloe's the one, the... Chloe's okay. the one yeah. in Swarm. But she, her sex scene and people are... Yeah, I'm gonna let you say what you need to say, because we probably think of the same thing. People <laughs> act like her sex scene is something that is like a moment, mm-hmm. but like it's actually very tame. And it's her first sex scene, so it makes sense for it to be very tame. Because like, again, she was like, it was my first one and my co-star was really kind and Donna was directing. And so I was like, okay, 
Like it's 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 not it's not what people are making it seem. But because are you seeing her? In you don't even see her boobs. No, you only see her butt, which you what? see in some of the outfits that she wears when she's performing. Like none of it is honestly. It's all more him than anything else. Yeah. And I was so very happy to watch really him as well. I will be very honest and tell you, I did not even know it was Chloe Bailey until like she showed up. I was like, oh hey, because she had an interview. I wouldn't know that wasn't her. Because yeah, I no was just her standing and did that for her. And she's like, no, they oiled me up and I did that. It was my first one. I'm like, good for you. Because yeah. we've seen her in British. And so we'd like to infantilize women. Um, yes. And we'd like to also shame them for how dare they maybe have a sex scene or maybe enjoy sex. And that's for procreation. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck you. We don't all want kids. Um, and so, like, the fact that she is, like, being, like, thrown around on Twitter and it's like, this bitch has changed. This bitch is this. Yeah. And I'm just like, have you never seen an R-rated movie before? Because again, this is very exactly. Um. <laughs> well, and there were people who were even like saying that they didn't like Melissa's character having, you know, Sam having a love interest, and I'm like, Ooh. Sydney had multiple Ooh. love interests. What it. are you talking I liked about? It. I, well, liked it. Liked I liked it. it. I liked it. Right. Listen, um, things I need to unpack is when he's like, don't trust anybody. Don't trust your friends. Don't trust me. I'm like, oh, he gets me. Um, <laughs> when, when, she tells him, when she tells him towards the end, like, you cannot come in, like, not you. Yeah, and he understood and was like, yeah, that's a good call. I was like, oh, keep him forever. Like, oh, my gosh. He's going to take care of you. I, yeah, it, Again, well, this is brown people shit. And like, Radio Silence <laughs> got the message. It's like, we can't write these as white characters. Yeah. And so, like, if I literally, if I'm being terrorized by somebody from my grad school, and I'm like, I don't know you. You gotta go away. And he's like, I'm a fight. I'm like, it's you. Shoot him. Shoot him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he also, and I, and I really appreciated, too, that there was a moment when, and I think, I think multiple of the, like, newer tertiary characters had this moment when the core four or whatever was having a core four moment. And like one of them would be like, uh, and Chad was like, this isn't about this. Is, this is yes. About he would always be like, this is just us. And, and, and they all were, none of them were butthurt about it. They were all like, okay, that tracks. Like I get can, that. I, can we talk about his acting yes. by the way? Oh, go ahead. I Trish. was going to do the same thing. Cause we're always sharing the same brain cell. Go on. Look, I know. So, uh, Mason Gooding. Um, wow. Just what a man. Uh, in many ways. Uh, but truly also a great actor but when he <laughs> is like laying on the ground with the double ghost face and he's just like run i was like why what is wrong with me that i'm like oh he was so good <laughs> <laughs> he was walking around the halloween party with no shirt on i was like i'm under his grandmother and that. i'm uncomfortable but also i, I can't the actors hear this <laughs> Yes. The male cast the of this film this. was nice. Between, <laughs> yes, between Mason Gooding and Josh Segarra, the casting people knew what they were giving us in this movie. And they said, no, they, they knew. knew their audience. Just, they, they know, know their audience. They were like, y'all like muscles. And it's like, yeah, we do. They, like, <laughs> they said, the girls and the gays are going to love. Hell, they gave us Dermot Moroni, um, too. And I'm not even, Dermot Moroni is aging wonderfully. That man is beautiful. Well, and I can I say, I love how he fully embraced the. I've always always seen him in movies that are so serious. The he, he's he's almost yes. I don't want to say boring. He's very stoic in a lot of his movies. Mm -hmm. This movie, watching that actor just have fun 
and just kind of be goofy. His line where he's like, because if anybody messes with my family, they die. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm, I'm on board with this. Like, I'm so down for this. It's goofy. It's out of there, went, but I like it. I, I'm living. He went full yeah. taken. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he says, let's kill these fucks. <laughs> I said, I don't know where it was. It was a podcast or a conversation, but I said it a few days, weeks ago, that Dermot Mulroney happened to like start acting around the same time as like Brad Pitt in them. And he was too tan yep. to be considered the hot lead. And that's why his career went a different way. And so I'm living for this like random thriller, horror, renaissance he's having. He's like, I'm gonna do the fun shit. And yes. I'm still hot. Fuck y'all bitches. Cause Brad Pitt's right. ship is sinking. And I'm like, yeah, it is Dermot. And I've been yeah. here forever. I've been on your boat forever. Let's go. Him and Chris Pine can now take over as they should. We love Chris Pine in this house. But I mean, did we did we like him as a killer? Because I, right from the jump, I was like, oh, he's helping out some way. But I didn't think he was going to be one of the ghost faces. When Trent told me he was in the movie, I'm like, he's too expensive to not be involved, but he's too old to be up in the right. And so like, he's he's making the calls. And so do we have one yeah. or two ghost face? And when I saw who his, who his daughter was, and she was a roommate, I'm like, so it's that bitch. And they killed her. And for a few seconds, I was like, I, did he kill his daughter for his son? Really? And I was like, no. I, don't I was like, what in the flowers the attic is going on here? Because they, when they are talking to each other at the shrine as brother and sister, I'm like, um, can, um, I don't know about this. And then when they're showing, do not Dewey, uh, when they're showing, um, Richie. The ex-boyfriend, Richie, yeah. When they're yeah. showing Richie's videos, I don't know why that just really tickled me for some reason that they were playing in the background. Because again, it was giving Scream 3 ending, but it was giving Scream 2 storyline. And so I was like, well, where is this going? Speaking of the fact that Richie ends his movie with red, white hands. Oh my God, yeah. Um, <laughs> that killed Because I'm like, we got to hear it again, right? And they're like, yeah, you do. <laughs> Yeah. The, yeah. the second time I watched, so last night when I was rewatching it, some people actually thought that was like the end, end. like when Sam and Tara are coming down and like the sit and they were like, oh, okay, I guess. And I was like, this isn't the, no, stop. No, stop. It's not the end of the movie. The post credit scene also sent me because oh, Jasmine Foy Brown being Jasmine Foy Brown. Like, I don't know where the line is for Mindy and Jasmine Foy Brown anymore because like, I know. I have a stan account, obviously, yeah. but like everything she does is amazing. And this movie specifically, like all of her t-shirts, I want to own them. Um, mm -hmm. Everything she was saying, I was Same. like, yes, that's what needs to be said. Thank you. Her showing up high at the end to be like, I'm on so many drugs. <laughs> that killed me. <laughs> Did I miss that it again? I missed the monologue again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Her being salty, she, could, she didn't catch the killers the first time. And then as like this fool pulls her off the train, she's like, oh no, I was wrong again. This sucks. Like, <laughs> I was like, she's mean. It wasn't the cute boyfriend. Right. That's what uh, I want for seven. I want Mindy to be able to hear the monologue, damn it. It's time. <laughs> I want to see Jasmine react to the monologue. I want it. And I, I wonder um, how this interfered with the Yellow Jackets recording mm. filming schedule because of her hair yeah, that's the only reason i ask because like in the first movie she was like wigged but it looked right um uh, because like, she will not she will not be embarrassed out here on these streets <laughs> <laughs> no so that's why she showed up with that short haircut i immediately text Trey and i said huh i was like i do not like this at all but i get what they i was like this is really heavy-handed and then Trey was like pump the brakes she was probably filming yellow jackets and then I felt bad for thinking that it looked bad but I, yeah I didn't I didn't know what was going on with her and I was like is she a ghost face now what's going on 
I yeah. just love how she's giving them the monologue and they use some of that for the post-credit scene. And she says she's having a good time. Like, I don't even think she's acting. I think she's just like, I'm trying not to laugh because I'm having my favorite day of filming. Um, you're a suspect. 100%. You're a suspect. You're a body. Bye, bitches. And I'm like, yes, Jasmine. Yes, I see myself. And that's what I've wanted all my life. Look. <laughs> Trin, is that your, is that one of your hot takes that we should let, um, <laughs> let Mindy see the... <laughs> Monologue. Yes, I'll, I'll take that as a hot take. I, I also, speaking <clears throat> of hot takes, I, even the second time watching, I'm curious what y'all thought. I didn't love, okay, I loved Annika out of like the new characters. I loved Annika so, 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 so much. I loved the queer story, the queer love storyline. I loved all of that. The rest of the newer characters, besides the roommate daughter, like she was kind of funny at times, but like, that other dude, I was so bored by him. My the the roommate, Chad's roommate, killer. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, he was again. I always think Ghostface is annoying, except for Stu and Billy. So I was just like, okay. <laughs> My thing is for newer characters, I know they're dying, and so I don't even yeah. get attached. I don't even listen to the backstory. I'm just like, you're about to be stabbed. I can't. I can't. Yep. Look, yeah. <laughs> I think that that's something. That- I yeah, I will say I love that Mindy was kept being like, yeah. you're a killer. Fuck you, Ghostface. Go yeah. <laughs> Again, she is me. <laughs> My thought with these characters, um, in five, there were a lot of the new characters that I liked. I was excited to see, and and, and it's kind of the same with four too. Four, I was really really excited with all the new with the new characters because I like a lot of the new characters in four. They all die, so it's kind of just disappointing to be like, well. I guess we saw them for their big moment and then they died. I kind of felt the same way in five yeah. too, where the new characters come in, but they're literally only there for death scenes. So it's like cannon fodder. Something that I appreciated about the way six handled these characters is that just going into a scream franchise, I know these characters are going to die. So I feel like not only did six mm-hmm. give them like their little introductory moment, but it didn't give them so much where it's just like, we we just needed them to kill somebody. We just needed them to to. That's why they were here. Just we just needed to kill somebody and give them that moment. And I really really appreciated that. I was like I I like all of these characters in six. I I, I do like them. I, I and and I like them well enough to be like okay well you know if we don't have to see this one again fine. I, and I like who we're continuing with as well. And I I also just want to say because I know people are now like now that we are past Scream Five they're like anti Richie. But I, I liked Richie. He was the ghost face I didn't clock in the first five minutes. And so I appreciate that. Same. Because I was all about, I was like, Amber, you did this. You are so guilty. And <laughs> and so it took me a second to be like, are we going to double dip with boyfriends? Or is Richie clear? But he was saying all the right things. So I was like, you're a killer. But you hit for a minute. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, so kudos <laughs> to Jack Quaid for giving us the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, well, Josh, do you have anything else? Because I'm just excited for hot takes in case yeah, you guys I, can't tell. I, I'm so excited because we all agree on I mean, if we want to go into hot takes, let's do it. I think I have two of them. So let's get spicy. Let's go into it if we want to do hot takes. Let's go hot yes. takes. Or Sheree, you good with going hot takes? I'm good because I'll talk about the movie all fucking day as we know. Like, I- <laughs> oh, same, same. I'm happy to also keep going just because... Yeah. Again, I can dissect this. Kind People of are gonna be like, forever. "Why is the episode four hours long?" And it's an hour for each of them. Four. It's an hour for each of them. It's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh. What's one of your so hot takes? my first hot take, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit now. I care more about the core four than I care about any new character that we've met since the beginning of this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I love this core four so much. And maybe it is, you know, watching some people who look like me be the leads of a franchise that I love. And I love that. Um, I, I, the Mindy Meeks, uh, the, the Meeks, uh, what's the, what's their full name? The, yeah, Meeks the Meeks Martin. Martin twins are like my personality. I love both of them and I want, must protect them at all costs. Yeah. Um, I love Sam and Tara. Like they're, I really, really like these characters. And I do feel like even the legacy characters that we get complement them really, really well. And I feel like this, a hot take of mine is that I think it's easier to transition into a new series that I want to watch with these characters without Sydney, Gale, and Dewey. And I don't think I've felt that about any of the characters that we've had in uh, the franchise since the beginning of that. Same, same. Because again, like we we live for horror. We watch all this horror, but we never see ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when we do, it's stereotypes. And we're getting murdered in the first five seconds. Yeah. And so the fact that we have four characters who we love, played by actors who I stand. Like I have no problems with any of them. I have not seen any receipts, and I'm a receipt keeper. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> and so I just I'm living my best life. And part of me doesn't want anyone to die as a fan, but as a writer, I know that the story needs someone to die so we keep the stakes high. Otherwise it becomes yeah. Wes Craven's best friend's race, which is what the original became. Yeah. And so I'm hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty no, hurt. I get it. I don't, yeah, I don't think I am really ready for any of the core four to die like emotionally, like I just don't think I'll ever be, but um, I actually realized I started the episode with my hot take. <laughs> already <laughs> that my new order is one two three six and if i rewatch it again it'll probably be one two six three i don't know i live for the chaos of three i love it um but i also love the originals so much anyways but my my other hot take is that you know a lot of the problems that people have with these films traces back to well they probably aren't really massive fans of the first three either because Mm -hmm. They are literally, except for four, so far five and six from Radio Silence have kind of been copy pasting from different sections of the franchise, which is great because again, that's the heart of Scream. Like, and even my, yeah, and even my like pattern finding ass can't always guess who the killer is going to be. Um, watching every time I rewatch five, I'm like, you idiot. How did you not know the first time you saw this movie? But I knew about Amber, but like you said, like I just I was like, how did I miss Richie? And then I will say... I think this one so far out of the franchise had the best mm -hmm. callbacks, especially with the classic callback to the end of three with Roman getting up and ah, like running yeah. toward him. <laughs> um, what was her name, you guys? The redheaded roommate that turned out to be a ghost face. I'm blanking. Um, oh, I got it right here. Um, uh, Quinn. Yeah, Quinn. Quinn. That's right. I called her everything else in the book when I was trying to remember it when Trey and I were talking. So now I just can't. And but she. Yeah, I, will say I really Quinn, thought she was dead. Yeah, well, I thought she was dead too. But I really love that they had a character in this franchise that was so sex positive. Mm -hmm. and, yes, and and it wasn't a thing. Like she just was. Like they like, like, her introduction was her fucking something. And I also and love that we didn't get to see group. the dude until Relatable. we saw his dead body. I love that they didn't make him yeah. a character. Yeah, and that the, that the fact that it focused out. on her personality yes. more. I was like, this is fantastic. I love this. Yeah. Oh, and I yes. I love what she was like. He was like. Hey, babe. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. don't use my good shampoo. No, I, what I also love is that because she was like having fun, we knew she was going to die. Cause that's just the trope. And even Mindy called it out. And so when she was and murdered, see, we expected it, but we were like also, but her dad's involved. So like, she can't, what happened? What's this? But see, I thought, 
I thought that she was going to be the new um, Tatum. And so yeah. I knew she was going to die, but I didn't think it was going to be so like that. And yeah. I didn't think it was going to be, again, I didn't think she was one of the ghost face. The boyfriend, I was not suspicious of because I knew he was a red herring. The dad was the only one I was suspicious of. And then I truly did not see the quiet roommate coming at all. I was so sure. Because Mindy didn't Mindy like Mindy was him. so sure that it was him. And I was like, it can't be him. Exactly. Because Mindy was sure. I was like, she knows. And so I was like, are him and the dad doing it? But why did they kill the daughter? I don't, did they kill the daughter? Because she, she looked dead. And then I, after, the I second, really dead. after he came out crying, I was like. <laughs> I want to know who the body was, who the actual body was Ooh. for Quinn. Like, who the fuck? So, because we were talking about kill count. Yeah, because yeah. he just said that yeah. he replaced him with somebody else, right? Yeah, so we were, because we were talking about kill count on a different podcast, and they were, like, arguing a little bit about how many people died. I'm like, well, you're missing one, and it's the body of whoever replaced. There was you know, someone that died killer. when Quinn died. It just wasn't Quinn. Right. <laughs> Exactly. So anyways, I just, yeah, I loved her little switcheroo. I think she was probably my favorite new character. We're talking about the dad and all the shit he, like, got his kids um, from this police precinct and evidence. Like, this franchise is so fucking ACAB and I live. Yeah. yeah. They said, they said Listen, police. We came job. in with Dewey being worthless <laughs> for a whole thread. Yeah. And we're like, now that we killed Dewey, how can we say we're ACAB? Hmm, Dermot, what you doing? You want me over here? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, last thing. Did did y'all believe him for like a half second when he was like, Kirby hasn't worked for the FBI for two months? I said, no. I, I kind of, yeah. I, I, there's, I believe. I there believe. Was, there was a different character, in my opinion, for Kirby than what she was in form. I think, you know, almost, how yes. long has it been? It's been almost 10 years have passed anyway. So, like, it makes sense anyway. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, like, I, I didn't watch the movie throughout actively thinking okay maybe this person's a killer maybe the clue is this maybe this is this but when it got to the kirby reveal i kind of just accepted i was like oh okay maybe it's kirby and it would make sense to me being kirby yeah but i would have been so disappointed i would have been it's something that i would have guessed and come up with myself so i was happy that Um, exactly but i did for a second after he said that i was like oh okay it's gonna be kirby when he had them search her, I knew she wasn't involved because, again, I knew he was involved when Sprint told me he was in the cast. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah. so I can't trust him. So she's probably fine. Oh. <laughs> no. uh, so, yeah, so that, it missed me. Even though, She just wanted to eat her food. Listen. It's all Kirby wanted. Listen. She did. She was hungry the whole movie. Really she was feeding that wig. That wig was hungry. That wig was her Tiffany. Listen, wig. I was like, it's giving a soccer mom with too much Chardonnay, but she's an FBI agent with no kids. I'm confused. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Chardonnay still tracks though. Yeah, yes. <laughs> her Tiffany wig. Uh, she she looked like Tiffany. She did. Um, yeah, she did. Write a check. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely need to figure out everybody else's ranking before we let this call go. But my actual hot take. <laughs> yes, sorry. Continue. My um, bad. My actual hot take is I need Twitter to stop acting like this is not the most consistent franchise because mm-hmm. it is the most consistent franchise. I feel like this and Child's Play mm-hmm. are the only two franchises where I can look at it and be like, I've not had a bad time. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you've seen that Child's Play diff- remake. Oh, that was uh, not Mr. Mancini. That was some other fools and they tried it. <laughs> I know. When Y'all, Mancini's in the seat though, we're having I a can't. good time. Is it the Child's Play we started with? No. We are. But is it fun and campy? Yes. I feel like these are two of the franchises I go fucking up for because, again, I can put on any of them and be like, yes. Mm -hmm. 
Whereas I can't say the same for Halloween or Friday the 13th or even sadly Nightmare on Elm Street, which we are named after. And so the fact that I can admit that <laughs> this is a better franchise than the one we're named after, people need to fucking give it up because they want to be edgy and they want to be like, oh no, yeah. this is bad because I want to feel seen and special. Mm-hmm. You're just telling on right. yourselves because like you had no problems when it was all white people doing white shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. And in our defense, it would be hard to name ourselves after Scream because it's just one word. What are we going to say? Yeah. Fierce. A nightmare on Scream Street. A fierce nightmare on Scream Street. Like, come on. Come on. I'm a bottle of wine in. We could do this. Like, fierce, fierce, fierce burrow. Fierce the fierce burrow. Fierce Craven. Yes, fierce craven. Yeah, fierce craven. Fierce craven. Fierce craven. Far less. Josh, you said your hot take. Sheree did. I did. Did you say your hot take, Sheree? I'm losing the no, plot, you guys. No, my hot take, because yeah, I was re- I did mine last, and I was like, oh, shit. I, that's, okay. Can't do that. Okay. No, okay. So I know because we all agreed hot, on all of our own hot takes. We were like, yeah. My hot take is Gail's hot partner deserved more screen because <laughs> he was fine. <laughs> this casting director is the same casting director that does Stranger Things for. No questions mm-hmm. will be taken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Thomas they know what they're Ka- doing. Kadro? Kadro? That's his name. I'm here for casting directors who are like, should I also start a dating app? Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We all just said yes, even though I'm in an relationship. Before I go, we go into rankings. Um, can I just say one last hot take? And we oh, kind of yes. mentioned a little bit before. Of course. I think the break in releasing these films should be between now and seven. I think that if we get one, yes. we got five last year, we got six this year. I think I kind of want maybe at least a year in between. I don't think I want a new scream next year. Give me. Well, they haven't started filming yet. No. So I don't think so. I don't think so yet. But what 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 I remember reading, Scream Six only started filming late last year, like in the summer, and yeah. released right now. Like it was very quick production turnaround, and which it, the the quality of the movie that they made with that quick turnaround was really fucking great, and I think it's cool. I think Scream pulls so much context from what's actually happening in the real world um Mm -hmm. so that we have like these funny goofy things to relate to while we're watching the movies and i just don't know if enough time has passed or will have passed between now and the next movie for me to feel like i'm just not watching as some people have said just a repeat of the same thing over and over and over again i think that that's where the uh newer star wars trilogy kind of fucked up because it just kind of yes. layered and mirrored each other. I I, I get that Scream yeah. is self-referential. It's one of the best things about it. There is a way that you, we are supposed to watch these films. And my only concern is that, like, if they do mirror a little bit, let let them go to college. Let them live their lives. Let them have a piece from this. And then when we all pick up, it's like, oh, we're ready to see our friends again. We're ready to see what happens. Because what what what's going to happen in the world? What new technology? What new way of of referencing things is going to happen within the next few years that they can pull into the movies as well. Um, and I think that that's why I'm kind of just like, I think this should be the last one for maybe a year or two. And then we get seven. I think maybe what we're going to end up yeah. getting is seven next year. And then maybe a break. I don't know. Maybe we'll just get one every fucking year, but you know, <laughs> I think, I think they've also earned the time. Cause I think five, like I said, I think five was an audition or yeah. felt like an audition. And then they were like, okay, we got it. We have to capitalize off of the successes mm-hmm. of five and throw six out there while the while the iron's hot. But I think with six, it was so good and it's been so successful 
that they've earned the um, the ability to hold off a few, yeah. a few years, yeah. in my opinion. Okay, so like I, I'm going to own that I'm a greedy bitch, but also my pushback comes from people have five-second attention spans, so if you go away too long, they forget you. Yeah. And also... If we want to really mirror the first trilogy, which we seem to be doing, because again, like we are taking the ingredients and making a different recipe, like a bake-off for those of you who do like playwriting. It's mm-hmm. it's like, here are the ingredients, but it's different. And so of course, like the boyfriend did it in the first one in this trilogy and the boyfriend had a partner. And in this one, of <laughs> course, it's like a fucking, <laughs> we're in college in a new place. Um, and also we even get a stage in this theater because Sydney had a fucking stage to run around. So of course, yes, to run around. Thank you, Radio Silence. And so I think three needs to be, and I've been saying it for a minute, I think three needs to be somewhere where movies happen, specifically Atlanta is what I'm looking at, because more black and brown people are in Atlanta. Um, and also I could crash on Jamie's couch with binoculars and be like, it's fine. It's fine, Jamie. I'm going to leave any day. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I mean, if we're just going to manifest things, I'm just going to be like, all right, radio silence. I'm here. Hi. Hello. Listen. You're an actor. I play unhinged really, really well. <laughs> you do. Though. You do. I've seen you. You wear some of my stuff. I, I, I would love for it to be in Atlanta. I would love for it to be next year. And I would love for us to take the ingredients of Scream 3 and make them make sense. Because Scream 3 was not gelled because Kevin Williamson left. And the notes that they were given, yeah. they didn't get to like follow it because things are changing every fucking day. And it shows. And so I would love for us to be like, Gil did another one and then there's another movie and we fucking hate Gil again. We're in Atlanta. <laughs> and also here's another Billy Loomis kid because Billy was getting around, obviously. And I would love if Dead Meat James is done with them if they could tag me in any of my podcasts because I am a scream whore. Yes. <laughs> yes, correct. Was it the fake out of the roommate saying that he went to Atlanta or was in Atlanta? Yeah. I- yeah. It was somebody that said that they transferred in from Atlanta, and I'm pretty sure it was the fake out roommate. I, again, I've only seen it twice, so I need to go rewatch it. Again, but. the breadcrumbs are there. And so I'm thinking it's going to be in Atlanta. I'm thinking that we're going to have another movie happen. And I'm thinking that our core four, someone's probably going to unfortunately die, which I, I hate, but also as a storyteller, it makes sense because you never went to feel it's going to be Chad and I'm so sad <laughs> if seven is going to mirror three like five mirrored one six mirrored two if seven mirrors three and the killer is revealed to be a sibling maybe this is how Mindy gets to hear the monologue because she's giving it oh Ooh, that would be fun that would it won't be, be damn, but it would be fun it's good I don't want that to be what it is but we have yeah. we do have two siblings though yeah and so like oh true 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 it could be either any sibling because we've been hinting at that for a while now and it's been feeling very red herring. But what if in the third one, they're like, one of them finally sat off the trauma. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, yes. And yes. And one of my favorite things on Twitter right now is getting people trying to cast someone for Sarah and Tam's mom. And Melissa Barra came out with, uh, who did she Selma Hayek. Selma I would Hayek. die. Yeah. I would die. She would slay that. Someone else said, that the woman from Desperate Housewives. Eva Longoria. Oh, Eva no. Yeah. No. Here's my thing. Selma Hayek still looks younger than my ass, and so she could do it. She. <laughs> I would be like she was in school with Billy Loomis. Yes. Her and Skeeter are the same age. I believe this. I believe it. Um, <laughs> and so I. I would live because like 
And a lot of people are trying to like insert white women. And I'm just like, but Skeet Ulrich is very much a white man. Like I know what I'm trying to skeet next to. Um, <laughs> you, so you have to have the mom be somebody who's Latin, especially because both sisters are. So right, that's, exactly. That's science. I know I was homeschooled, but that is science. Um, <laughs> we only worry about science when it has to do with mermaids. Okay, Listen. everything else science. Because light can't get down there, so she can't be black. That's why we're upset, not because we're racist. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time I think about that conversation, I lose brain cells, you guys. <laughs> What'd you say, Josh? Do we know the story of Tara's dad? Have we ever talked about Tara's dad? He left. When they have the big reunion monologue, Josh That's and Five, right. she's like, You're the reason yeah. dad left. And I'm like, No, That's your right. mom is that. the reason. Been a while since right? Yeah, I'm like, Your mom is the reason. Well, really, dad is the reason dad left. Right. Mom's the reason dad Mom left. Did lie, but dad did lie. Yeah, Mom's the reason because she had 13 years to be like, This is not your child. But instead, she was like, Secrets. And then, <laughs> and she kept her fucking journals in the attic. Kids are nosy. Right. Don't write that shit down. Do not write also, that shit down. Burn that shit. Why are you even keeping it? I would burn it. Shit that's supposed to go to the grave isn't supposed to exist in material objects where people find it. Like, burn Listen. some shit. If you if I fucked a serial killer, I well a I'd probably send my diary to Gail Weather so it'd be included in the book and I might get some money out of it. Trace, but, I'm gonna get my coin. If that didn't work, I'd burn it. Uh, you guys, I could literally talk about these films forever with y'all. Same. Let us get to yes, our rankings yes. though, so we can let people go. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a three-hour episode if we don't. I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Listen, Josh, what is your ranking of the screams we have so far? So it's hard to put this ranking as in like, these are what I think are the best. I don't think that there is a bad movie in the Scream franchise. I do have a least favorite though. Um, But that doesn't mean that I think it's bad. Currently my ranking is one, two, six, five, four, three. It's fair. Hmm. I'm one, two, three, six, four, five. Okay. Sheree? So I'm a one whore. um, And I think, so where I'm at right now, six and five are fighting for number two, and I don't yes. know who's going to win. They are fighting so hard. And right after them, it's going to be four, and then two, three. Hmm. Fair. I am, it's, solidi- it's more solidified now than when I originally posted it, because I've seen it twice now. But I'm one, six, two, four, no, one, six, two, five, four, three. I guess because five is the one that I rewatched the most recently before six, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's always going to be last for me. I uh, that and four are always like neck and neck for last for me, just because. Yeah. I I'm aware of the nostalgia factor, but genuinely, like I think I think six is just so good. <laughs> I oh, yeah. I love six. I love the whole franchise. That's clearly like we Correct. do this every year now um it's not a bad but time like i they're all fantastic but films. some of them feel like comfy blanky movies yes. like if i'm having yeah. a bad day i'm gonna put on scream and i put on scream five and scream six and like when i was a kid and two and three is what we had i was like i'm gonna watch it but like now that i have a preference and i can have choices i'm like i don't need to see them every year i can see them every once in a while and it's fine yeah and when we talk about rankings, I say I watch all six, maybe once a year. Yeah. Or if they're all streaming, I'm gonna do so that today while I'm drunk because I just had a bottle of wine. So why not? <laughs> hey. When we talk about rankings too, I think something that I and it, when I rewatch these movies in terms of like comfort films, four is actually the one that I watch as a comfort. Film. Really? But yeah, I, I actually, I actually really, really like the story of four. I like the killer reveal. Yeah. 
I like um I like the characters a lot. Thor has the best character or killer. I, I think so, and I like how Absolutely. we get to see the killer reveal have a moment that lasts like the entire third act of the of the movie, where we're almost seeing it from her perspective, but not completely. Right. I think where four starts to kind of tank in my rankings as these new movies come out, that movie is ugly as fuck. That movie, um, it has the that filter. filter <laughs> it is getting RuPaul's Drag Race season yeah, one. Season it one. is. It is. I do not know. What is with the lens flare? It looks like I look like right now, honestly, just because the light is in the face. And, yeah, right. Yeah, it's just like yeah, I filmed it on my iPhone. But I, I, the, watching the movie, I, I rewatched four last year before five, and it was one of the first times that I rewatched four in a long time. Since then, I've watched it quite a few times. But it's one that I thought I was like, I don't remember this movie being this ugly, this hard Same. to watch, this this. And then now on my repeat viewings of it, I'm like, this is just very distracting. Yes. It's very, I almost want like a, a, a recut version I've, where like, can we take I've only seen four. I've seen the whole franchise so many times I've lost count. I've only seen four, three times. That's it. Oh, really? Because I can't, I'm yeah. like, oh. If, if not for the filter on four, I think more people would respect it. Correct. But that filter is hard to get through. Yep. I got yeah. through it, which is why I'm like, no, this is a good story. These are good characters. Like Jill's one of my favorite ghost mm -hmm. fans. Same. Her, her it makes mm -hmm. sense. Her her motive yeah. makes sense. And it's better than my mommy cheated. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. She's like, bitch, you got famous and I didn't. I'm taking your fame. I'm stabbing you. <laughs> that makes sense. Also for the Which, time frame right. it came out in. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was. Well, and she was like, brutal. She killed her mom. That and she murdered her mom. She was also like beating the shit out of herself. When too. she throws like, herself throwing against herself the wall on the table. Stabbing herself. Yeah. yeah. She goes. Okay, and she like slams herself into the wall. The I vividly remember the theater being like, "Oh my god!" She's the only <laughs> ghost face that said, "Hold my beer, Mrs. Loomis." Yes, hold my beer. <laughs> Listen, you know, there's a saying in the South uh, that crazy doesn't run through my family; it gallops. Um, because because we don't lock our insane family members up, right? Like we put them out on the front porch and let them do story time. That's, <laughs> that's right. how it is. Right. And so I, mean, I find yeah. it really, really interesting how there's that through line of Sydney's quote unquote genetic mental illness slash like also her ex-boyfriend from high school who turned out to be a serial killer's mental illness but i'm with you Shrey. that was going to be my last comment before we go that i just want them to go all in on the mental health thing like call it what it is or stop doing it because Listen. that's i mean it's time it's 2023 yeah. your next movie is probably going to come out later 2024 like let's Come on. <laughs> Listen, they're probably going to be in Atlanta anyways next year because, again, they can't go to California and do L.A. Right. So they might just go and hit you up to be like, hi, we have a role. Also, we know you have a psychology degree. <laughs> can you just, like, walk through here real quick? Yes, and you can be like, better yes, pitch me. Also, my friend is my assistant, and she needs to be there, too. Yes, and I'll I'll be like, yes, I'm on a flight. Absolutely. <laughs> Shrey, uh, I'm going to make sure that everyone else pitches me as well as you do. Um <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think going forward that they just need to own this storyline if that's what's going to happen. But mm -hmm. that was my uh, two cents and now I'm done. <laughs> we, we shall see. All right, y'all. Well, that is our thoughts on Scream 6. We had quite a few. <laughs> but you know us. That's what, that's they're what not used to these kind of lengths from us anymore because we've gotten it down to under an hour and they're going to be like, this bitch is two hours. I know. <laughs> 
But it's a very <laughs> really deserved zone. It's for the scream episodes. Yes. The scream episodes are our. Uh, they're the they're the special yeah. ones. This is us yes, edited. This exactly. is condensed because, like, I didn't even go on my tangents for Jasmine Soy Brown. Same. Um, I kept like my thoughts on <laughs> Mason Gooding to myself. Um, I didn't get into <laughs> who's our favorite ghost face because that was the whole five minutes that we didn't do today. This could have been longer, so y'all are welcome. And we can also do a part two later. Who knows? We True. will. Um, <laughs> Once it's out, like on uh, DVD or Blu-ray, physical media. yeah, physical media. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can get that message in the six cream chat to be like, hey, it's on Paramount. What are you doing what Saturday? You doing? Like, didn't we just talk about this? I'm like, what are you doing Saturday is what I asked you. What? <laughs> and I'll be down. I'll be down. There, there, needs, to be a, there needs to be a proper, a proper, proper uh, uh, screamathon. There has to be. Yes. yes. Well, my birthday, Huge. well, mine's not until the fall. But um, I mean, I'm also down for doing commentaries. Like where we just... Mm. Yeah, my birthday is June 10th, and I deserve something better than the Alien franchise that did not like black people. Oh, so yeah. maybe we will all do that this year instead. <laughs> when we talk about franchises that do not live up, <laughs> that oh, one. <laughs> listen, bom, bom. I, we call brown. But we love them. But we we call stereotypes. Them. I was like, I did not know it was going to be this way when I said this. Yeah. I was like, once we got to is. four, I was like, oh Jesus Christ, this is awful. Like, I... <laughs> from what it went from too like they had the blueprint from the original and they did what with it and it was like this is not shrey and i were running on about a three-hour nap at that point too we had not yeah. slept at that point no <laughs> we had not slept and i had not seen any of those after what well, i saw parts of the one going on the writer as a child yeah but i had not seen anything for that second day so i was like so we're still just killing all the black and brown people yep cute cute okay let me put my bourbon down um because i've made this choice <laughs> <laughs> I think at one point I forgot if really Scott was a writer or director. It was messy. I've never heard those episodes. It got real messy. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, that is it for us today. That's our thoughts. Thank you all for listening and subscribing. And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out Bye. there. Bye.